Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dad and Buried podcast. It is I, Sidney Feldman, also known as Mike Giulianel, also known as Dad and Buried. If you catch that movie reference, you just shoot me a little note and let me know. I'll be very proud of you. And here's people no, we, no one's, no one's going to do that, Mike. People know it. No people one knows know it. it. No one people knows know it. it. It's a great line from a great film. You're a great line from a great film. You know that, Mike? Best compliment. Best compliment you've ever given me. Thank your, you. Your knowledge of films from, I would say, starting in the early 80s and going through really, uh, I, w- I want to say like two years ago, but maybe it's more <laughs> up to date, is really encyclopedic. It's almost like a little worrying, a little troublesome. Um, I, I'm not taking any of that as a compliment. Most of all, the part where you said like two years ago, I dropped off. Come on, man. I feel like maybe I don't know. We, there's well, no. We, we never talk I, about new movies. There's they're always. Okay, so I didn't know if you know this, but I have two kids. I'm a dad, right? Did you know that? Mike, you make me sick. But don't, that's why I can't see new don't movies throw that as in my well. Face. I see. You don't go to new movies because you don't like going to the movies. That's true. And I just wait for them to come out on streaming services. So there we go. Yeah, but but also, going to the movies is nice. Is it, though? I think I found, I think I, I just kind of discovered that going to the movies was a bit of a waste. Except for certain movies. Going with going your to. kids is a waste. Yeah. And, and also on date night. I think movies on date night. It's just, what are we doing here? Well, we're paying. That's... We're paying at home. We're paying yeah. here. We're paying everywhere. Yeah, you're paying a babysitter to go sit and do what you could do on the couch. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't. When I get a babysitter, I don't go to the movies. We no, go out dancing. Hardcore. You know. Yeah, right off the bat. Hardcore, and also the drinking. Um, anyway, so we haven't been doing a lot of that lately because we're still under quarantine. Although things are starting to lift yeah. in New York, whether you whether you want them to or not. Um, and I guess one of the concerns is that in a few weeks, things are going to surge again because everybody was out and about, you know, uh, painting the town red in those uh, protests. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're still going on, right? So, Well, Mike, you know, as you know, my favorite thing to do is come out of a global pandemic right into social unrest. Yes. Um, and that's, that's really how I prefer my pandemic well, to... I will say, I'm much... I'm much, I'm much happier with the spike in the coronavirus as a result of people standing up to institutionalize the systemic racism and police brutality than I am with like wanting to go to the Ozarks for a week, <laughs> right? So that is true. Um, that is a good point. You know, you take the good with the bad. With the, you know, hopefully not a lot of deaths from it. Um, hopefully yep. less deaths from the new spike in the coronavirus than from police killing people during the protests. Hopefully. We'll we'll see we'll see the data is still low coming bar in. it is still yeah, coming in. it is still coming in so um speaking of data this is our what sixty eighth episode sixty eighth yeah that's right what's gonna be sixty nine the million dollar question the sixty nine thousand dollar question we'll have to figure out something special to do there we go because um you love the number sixty nine little known fact Pete loves the that number sixty nine I'm, I'm constantly pointing to the number sixty nine and going <laughs> in nice. Public? And yeah. saying nice. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely what I do. Um, so along the way, we've had a lot of support from you guys. We just want to run through some of the people that have been giving us some money um, on Patreon and Anchor. we got Ryan Miller, MS Babayan, Check Your Kids at the Door, Chris Coleman, Emsa Daniel, 1980. I hate saying that 1980 part. 
From now on, I'm just going to say M. Sedania. Mallory McKenzie, Miriam, Tina Davis, Lindsay Woodruff, Andrea Sandoval, Barbara Geiger, Bill D'Amica, Dana Bosday, who she left a message on our one of our latest on our latest episodes saying she forgets to listen because she doesn't have a commute. So she forgets podcasts exist. And I'm the same way. Like you just have left less time to listen to podcasts. We forgive you, uh, Dana, but don't let it happen again. I had to remind you that you were doing this actually. Yeah, I forgot because yeah. I don't have a commute, so I forget yeah, that yeah. I'm recording one too. Jacques Lavar, Morning Glow, Cotton Farmer A Z, Wes Clark, Jennifer Wynn, Julie McCarthy, Paula Polsky, Mary Williams, and Julie Burton, uh, who is in Kansas City, which has which is near where those Ozarks are. So mostly oh. her fault, I would say. Um, I feel like it started. probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My I was so uh, just hearing the news that there was one person who 100% had Corona at that bar in uh-huh. the Ozarks. This was a couple yep. weeks ago, obviously, but you know, just like, oh god, you know, is it going to be like this now for my? Oh, just assume that everybody has Corona well, and just the start there. And then go forward. That's the thing. Like, it's we're past the point of like these people who are going and partying, like being ignorant, right? They know what's going on. Right. They're just like, fuck it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Live free and die young, like New Hampshire says. And die with a tube in your throat. That's the way I want to go. That's the way right? I want to go as well. So you don't just have to pay us on Patreon. You can uh, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. Leave us a review on Apple. Um, we skipped last week out of respect for the Black Lives Matter, um, the Justice for George Floyd movement. We did Blackout Tuesday, um, which I think, you know, I think was a real big step in the right direction. Like the two white dads on a podcast really, you know, putting, our, putting, our, putting ourselves out there. People as noticed. Part of, as part of the solution. And not part of the problem. Like we've been Certainly not for, so, for so long. For so long. We are, yeah. we are, you and I are emblematic of the problem. We um, really are. But this week we're talking about, um, so this week we're talking about things we wish we were getting better at. And a handful of the responses do uh, refer to what's going on. Like better at like talking to my kids about big issues or the current events that are happening that affect them. And talking to my kids about like racism and police brutality and that kind of stuff. It's a really interesting tweet going around where somebody was like, somebody was like are you worried about talking to your kids you know, are you worried you're, you're four yes, or five I am. too young I am to worried about, about racism? Oh, yeah, but okay. then they go, then they go, you know, black parents, you know, can't, or what, black kids can't afford to not know about it, right? They get told very early, they're warned, like, how to behave, and that certain people are going to hate them for no reason. And I was like, yeah, but I'm still nervous about telling my kids. I don't want to have, I wish I didn't, I wish you didn't have to have the conversation, which sucks. Nobody wants to have that conversation. I'm terrible at it. That's one of the things I definitely want to get better at is talking yeah. to my kids about serious things. Um, to be honest, we were going to talk about things I need to get better at with parenting. This, the entire, we should just name this whole podcast. <laughs> parenting stuff Mike sucks at because that's basically what it is. And there's a lot of good suggestions. Mike, here. don't sell yourself things. short. There's plenty of things that I'm awful at as well. But that's the thing. And I'm a trying to contribute people, to your sucking. A lot of people say all the same stuff that I think I suck at, right? So a lot of solidarity out there. We're, we're together. The you and yep. me, we're, we're the all, same people. We're all in it together. We have different yes. haircuts. We have different haircuts, but we have a lot a lot of similarities. We do. All right, and we'll get into it right after this.
All right, like I said at the top, uh, there's a lot going on, um, but this week, you know, some of the people, we asked the question, what are you trying to get better at? One of the things that they brought up was um, explaining explaining current events in a way that doesn't scare my kids. Lisa SJW287 said that. Julie, uh, J-U-L-L-E-E-03, Julie says, discussing challenging topics like racism and gender equality. Um, Aaron, o, Aaron O. Mameo says, talking about racism, right? It's on everybody's yeah. mind, right? And talking to your kids about it is tough. But you said you watched that CNN. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Thing. Listen, if you um, really, I think everyone should watch it. It was excellent. So CNN partnered with Sesame Street. They did. Uh, they actually did a town hall about uh, coronavirus, um, yeah, which I missed. I didn't see that either. But but they did one on the racism on racism where um, that we watched with, as a family. Um, so my five-year-old, nine-year-old, and twelve-year-old just had a birthday. Five just had a birthday. Yeah, that's right. So now six, I guess. Thanks, Mike, for calling You're me welcome. out. I'm, not really knowing how old my kids are. Yeah, thanks. Um, but no, it was really excellent. We'll put a link in in the description. Um, but you should definitely check it out if you haven't. And some really, um, the way they did it was, uh, I thought, very smart and clever. Like had a, a lot. Of, but the questions that, it, you know what it was? It was just, it was pre-recorded questions that came in. And then there was a couple live moments where you had um, just people talking like the mayor of Atlanta, you had a few different uh, doctors um, and uh, both medical doctors, was but also Mike from uh, run the jewels. Yeah, in there? he, he was really on speed. He was on it. No, he wasn't. But uh, he did. He did. That guy was awesome. Did you see his speech? Yeah, was awesome. I did. That was amazing. But anyway, was good too. it's um, and their new song. Ooh la la is very good. So yeah. the the but anyway, the actual um, the town hall, I, I fully recommend. It was really, really excellent and so poignant. These, these kids asking these questions that were really gut wrenching, heart wrenching. Um, yeah. In well, their in their simplicity. So you watched and, it in their obviousness. The, you watched it at the same time as your family. You didn't like vet it beforehand. It was live, Mike. So I there was well, I did have a kill button. The internet. I you run it sure through. <laughs> I can go watch it right now, though, can't I? Of course you can. But we actually launched, watched it by appointment, Mike. Oh, you were at the studio, actually. We, you were Big Bird, actually. We went, we went, which who sounds very different. I gotta say, I'm not a big fan of the. Carol Spinney, I think. She, I think that I think that dude died recently, so that's probably why. Yeah, I know, and it's very noticeable. It's like Big Bird's like. Well, when, yeah, Kermit, yeah, when Jim Henson died, Kermit's voice is still. It's it's a pretty good approximation, but it's still a little weird. Let Let me be honest with you. The the old Kermit to new Kermit is much, much closer than the yeah, old Big Bird. The new Big Bird is like, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a completely different voice. Sounds like a smoke. The, the, the good thing is, though, for continuity's sake, is the racism has been the same throughout yeah, all so of that, the I think that's what's really good about Sesame Street. They really kept that racism <laughs> nice and thick, a nice thick layer. So I do want to say, I think, um, maybe I'll check that out with my kids, but this is the thing, like... I don't want to be flip like saying this term, but that kind of content is basically evergreen, right? <laughs> the challenge with what's going on right now is the short burst that's happening needs to be maintained for change to really occur because otherwise there's going to be in 10 years, there's going to be another Sesame Street special about racism, right? So that's the, the, the challenge I think for everybody is keep this top of mind just because it's not like in your feed as much or as aggressive. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's Still something that needs to be changed. So, Mike, don't forget, we are in an election year after all. This was supposed we, to be the year of election years, but instead we've had uh, everything except for a giant meteor 
knock on wood, everybody. Dude, but I mean, yeah, so, right. So is the have, thing you is have it, the power is, of change, right? At our is it, but is it going to be like? Everyone's like, this year can't keep getting worse. You know what's the ultimate top of this year that. continuing Don't, to get worse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, so look, speaking of things continuing to get worse, me and Pete, are, are we do a parenting podcast. Um, <laughs> and I am very terrible at most aspects of parenting. Um, so that's why we brought up things we're trying to be better at. We mentioned some of the serious things that parents wanted to get better at, disgusting carry pennies, to how to discuss systemic racism in society with a five-year-old talking about what's happening and how we can work to break down racist views and recognize them in ourselves with a five-year-old. I mean, it's tough. It's tough out there. Um, but we're going to talk about some more generic um, parenting issues. And I say generic because they seem to be very common, which makes me feel a lot better about my own parenting. Um, because a lot of this stuff is stuff that I've talked about being bad at before, and so have you. And I think it's pretty universal. Um, have you done anything as a dad, as a modern man, as a confident metrosexual to elevate your parenting skills? Um, are you very conscious of like, I need to fix this aspect, I need to fix that aspect, and do you work at it? Or do you just slink into denial and continue to do things the same way you've always done them? So my main focus as a metrosexual is on my stubble, as you know, is the, just having the right amount Mine's of Mine's on my hair. You know what I mean? That's really where my focus, all my parenting energy goes just right into myself. Um, for me, it really is about uh, just trying to, to talk to my kids in a, yeah. in a tone that is not frustrated, which I tend to do a lot. And I see that coming out in them, which really makes you me find, frustrated at myself. Do you find that your more measured tone can be more frightening? Like it's you're it's so controlled. You're trying. It's obvious. Yeah. You're trying really hard to rein it in. Do your kids find that intimidating? You know, it's such a good question, and the answer is a resounding no. And they the yelling turns out that they really don't really give a shit about if I'm asking like nicely or however. What so what I tend to do is I just tend to kind of be barky. Hey, can yeah. you go and do this? Can you do that? Can you? And I'm you know adding please at the end of it, but. But I do make a conscious effort to really say, hey, please, hey guys, can you um, help, I don't know, whatever, is clear the table, like clean up, whatever it might be. And then it ha then the fourth time happens, and then it just yes. goes right back. Like, Why are you yelling? The two kids, the kids are wrestling. Oh, my God, dude. I just, I don't know what to do. When they start wrestling each other, and they're not listening, and they're laughing, and they're having a great time. Yeah. But it's that's just that's when I'm that's when I'm <laughs> how my, dare they literally my most this. my most angry yeah and they're always like just, just take it easy man okay chill bro yeah chill bro so, you years ago a few years ago I wrote a blog post about wearing an elastic band on your wrist um, and I know I must have gotten this idea somewhere else um, but when I wrote about it and put it on Facebook people really responded to it. It felt uh, like you were the first person to come up with that. Well, idea. whatever, however they heard about it, but they were very excited about it, right? So that's yeah. one of the reasons I know I didn't come up with it. <laughs> Somebody else had the good idea. I just thought it was good, too, and shared right. it. Well, um, you modified it and put the rubber band on your wrist. Exactly. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> As opposed to um, the other place. But the idea is to flick yourself with it when you feel yourself getting impatient or starting ER or whatever. So I wore that on my wrist for a while um, and did not uh, enact any of it. 
<laughs> even whether I had the rubber band on or not, it did not help my parenting. But I will say, uh, like a week and a half ago, my wife and I got in a, uh, an argument about um, how bad I am at being a dad um, <laughs> to my one, to one of my kids in particular. And I've been really concentrating for the past week and a half to be a better dad to my nine-year-old. Dad, why are you slapping your wrist so much? <laughs> Just <laughs> gritting your teeth, slapping your wrist. Is dad, your okay? wrist is bleeding. Yeah, Dad. <laughs> You're scaring me. So, so a lot of people said they really needed to work on improving their patience, right? So Amy Langlais, Fuzz Dag, Alphaba Pickle Bottoms, which is a very fun name to say. Ooh, Francisco. That's a, that's a fun word to say. Uh, Miss Meg Miss Magana 82, a seller's marketplace. OMG, you can't sit with us. Miss Maya 1977, Motown Magic. All these people said they wish they could be better at being more patient. Bailey C0921, Mama said no. Abby Flett, J underscore Paz 927. She says, I wish I had more patience with my toddler. She's such a whiny pain in the ass sometimes. And that's the problem. Right. Yes, I want to be better, a better parent. But I really wish my kids were just better kids, because they're they 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 deserve a lot of the blame here. Let's be honest. I mean, come on, like what? Are, this is exactly correct. You are exactly I, correct. I, what we have either we're either overcompensating or we're giving them so much attention that, and again, this is just me being completely hyperbolic, but I feel like words all coming back to us in form of. Don't not listening in the form yeah. of not listening, right? It like is. especially when they need to listen. And I believe it's because we're constantly engaging them. In my mind, they I don't think I don't know. I'm, exactly. I'm just trying to think back. You know, when I was growing up, I don't think I had the same level of conversations that I had with my parents no, that yeah. I'm having with my kids now. Is that a good thing? I don't know, but I know that if my dad or my mom Based was like, hey, on how you turned out, terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No joke. No joke. Um, but I do know that I would not be rolling on the ground, you know, yeah, as a right. 9, 10, 11, So you're saying behaviors on both ends have gotten a little more extreme. Um, I feel like that. Sure. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but look, this is what I say to my kids. Just because it's not your fault, it doesn't mean you're not to blame. Right? Anyway, so, and our holder <laughs> says... She wishes she could be more patient when they are purposely annoying you or not listening. Exactly. Purposely, the key word there. Um, Alba, Alba BYC, who I assume is Jessica Alba, mm -hmm. said, I really wish I had more patience. I lose my cool and then yell, which in turn just makes me feel like a shit mom. I never lash out with hitting. I just yell. It's something that I have been working on really hard during these last few months, seeing as they've been home 24-7. This is the other thing. During yeah. quarantine... If you needed patience before, yeah, I, I'm positive you need a lot more now, or you have even less of it now, right? Because you're at home 24/7 with your kids and your spouse if you have one, and um, there's just no escape. It totally. sucks. And yeah, uh, have you have you seen that video of that dog who's just had a pup, litter of puppies? Yeah, comes in, yes. and the, and she's just had enough, and so she starts growling. And like all the puppies just immediately lay down. And yep. she, I mean, she growls like she's about to like eat them eat all. Them. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's so this is the problem, right? I wish I had more patience. I lose my cool when they're not purposely paying attention. 
So what are you supposed to do? You know, you're not going to have a peace treaty. This is not detente. You know, unfortunately, right. I want to teach justice, equality, and social consciousness, but just not at bedtime. At bedtime, it's the Pol Pot dictatorship, and I am Pol Pot, and but I need you to brush your teeth and go to bed. But here's the thing is... It not only is like the yelling, and because that's what we're getting into next. A lot of people wish they, they yelled less, and I, I yell way too much, right? Um, but a lot of people, like the yelling, not only does it not work, afterwards, after it's not worked, you feel horrible about yourself, yeah. right? You're just like, so it's, it's ineffective, um, and the more you do it, the less effective it gets, right? But you can't stop doing it, and... Then you feel like a piece of garbage or your wife confronts you on a Saturday night when you thought you're having a good time watching a movie and about how you, you, know, you yell too much at your kid. You know, it just that's what happens. It bubbles yeah. up. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's, it, it doesn't work. You scare them yeah. um, sometimes. And that can be a bit much. But so like Lacey Morris says, every day I wake up thinking I'll be better. And by 4 p.m. I'm fucking Ursula, which is a Little Mermaid reference, I believe. She said, Alphaba Picklebottoms, our favorite name of the week, says she wishes she yelled at her kids less and was better at de-escalating the situation. That's the thing. One of the main things my wife gets mad about is when I start yelling at my son, he starts yelling, or you see your kids right. treat each other the way you treat them, right? Which means a lot of yelling in our house. And then the whole atmosphere is tense, and my wife does not enjoy that, obviously. So, so that is definitely... The thing that that's ah, oh, Mike, are you okay? Is everything okay? I am. I was just hopping okay. on my uh, my Kawasaki. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's the thing is when uh, so as I said, I don't know if I I don't really lose my temper like to the yelling point, but what I but I just come in. I'm just constantly at an eight. You know what yeah. I mean? Always just kind of very blunt, very you know. And then when I see that happening between the kids, then that's when that's where I really like shit because i'm like god damn these kids are just it talking to each other like such assholes like the way i talk to them and like i've taught them to talk and that's when i want to go and jump into the river <laughs> so our little just, our friend i almost yeah. called her our little friend because of her name but our friend and loyal listener little charmer 80 says she definitely wishes she yelled less every day in this lockdown she said i'm gonna be really careful not to yell at the kids today trying to turn over a new leaf and be calm but it doesn't always last long they just piss me off so much I don't think it's very helpful, though. Now I hear my oldest daughter being mean to my youngest, but she's mimicking me, right? right? Which is the, it's excruciating when I hear my son yelling at his little brother and I know he's, he's the same tone or he's saying the same words. That's the absolute worst. So KSU Julie puts a twist on it because she has a teenager. She says she wish, she's working on not being a raging bitch at the same time as her teenage daughter is being a raging bitch, which is sort of what my mom, what my mom, I almost called my wife my mom, and now I'm making it worse by explaining. I'm sure, no, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Like, my don't wife worry. gets mad at me for escalating it, exactly what we were just talking about, the previous comment with my son. I yell, he yells, and everybody's yelling in the house, and that sucks. KSU Julie may or not be referring to some womanly changes. I don't have daughters, so... I wouldn't know, but I have heard the rumors that like when you get a teenage daughter and her mom, suddenly what was a sweet relationship can start, they can start to butt heads for whatever reason. Yeah. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. I don't think, well, the only thing I would disagree with is it has to start at the teenage years. I think it can uh, start earlier. Emerging it can start earlier. Is only 12? Yes. Yes. When's the uh, birthday? May? Uh, November. Next May? 
<laughs> anyway, a lot of other people said that they wish they didn't yell so much. Um, and then, so Little Trummer 80's comment, she said at the end, she wished she had the motivation sometimes to get involved in interaction with them. Because otherwise, when they're playing nice, she takes the opportunity to be like, okay, I'm going to like escape or they don't need me. She relaxes with a book or her phone or she gets some stuff done around the house. She doesn't really love playing with them. And this was another big, big thing where people were like, I wish I liked playing with my kids more. But let's be honest. The shit they like to do is boring. I don't want to play trains. Well, it's that. Also, as I say to my kids all the time, they're always asking me, hey, can you help me play this or help me play that? Like, hey, guys, I have three of you. The reason I have three kids is so you guys can play with each other, can pack up and start playing. Yeah, play. You know, throw a ball, kick a ball around. And I'm happy to do that. I mean, of course, I'm happy to do that 90% of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I say happy, everybody fine. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but really, like, the there's to the, I guess I want to say this to the point where there's no imagining. It's like, I have to, br- like, not only am I with my kids, but I have to then set up the game. I have to then set up oh, like yeah, the, no, con- the construct yeah. of what we're playing. And like, guys, you, you guys have to do this. You are, it's your imagination. You have to develop. It. It's like muscle. You got to exercise it. And I, and I'm also like tired. I'm an old man. And oh, I'm well, that was a big one, right? Where so Mikel Shakel says, I'm 35 with a one year old that barely have the energy to play after work. Um, NY born 98 says, I wish I had more time to play with them, but it's hard when working from home, full time from home. And this is the other thing. You're home and the kids like think because you're home, you have more free time. But that's not necessarily the case if you're still working a job. Right. So that can be tough. But for me, yeah, I don't have the energy. I'm tired all the time because of them. And and um, yeah, um, I want them to play with each other and leave me alone. Um, but mostly the stuff they like to do is pretty boring. We even have a PlayStation and I can't, my son doesn't like to play any of the sports games and none of the other games are multiplayer. It's all like you have to play like in a world online. You can't, oh, we got yeah. a racing yeah. game. We got a racing game and you can't even race each other. We have two <laughs> controllers that the game does not allow you to. Like what is going on here? They just oh, want you to buy, I don't know what's Mike, happening. Just buy another console and another TV. It's really simple. Problem well, solved. I think that's exactly what they want you to do, right? So, yeah. but a bunch of people said, Isaline with three, four eyes in the middle there says, I should play with them more, Barbies, etc. But come on, it's so boring. And I agree. It does get boring. Also, you have to get down on the floor and it hurts. My kid's always trying to make me get down oh, on the floor. Oh, I know. I'm old. You know what? You know, Mike, that's probably a, a massive, major reason why <laughs> yeah. playing is tough. Just if you if there's a standing desk option for playing, let's do that. Right? Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's get that do treadmill, treadmill. Exactly. Desk. Yeah. Something so, like that. Um, Isabel.dst mentions another good wrinkle. She feels guilty about not spending as much one on one time with her son and playing because she also has a baby, right? So, like, that's the other thing. Like, like you're saying, kind of like you have three kids, you want them to play with each other, but also there's some times where you have to be tending to one while the yeah. other one wants your attention or whatever. And especially when we have younger kids. So I have the nine-year-old and the four-year-old and the four-year-old is still needs a lot more attention than my nine-year-old. And then he gets jealous. My, abs- my absolute favorite thing is to walk. It's like you're like putting away laundry or something. You're coming into a room, you turn the corner and there's your kid like just playing by themselves and you just immediately freeze and then slowly back out back away yeah do not 
interrupt the crowd. They are vibing. They are yeah. to- they're in their zone. They're doing That's what they have they're to vibing. do. They're like vibing with whatever they got going on. If you come in, the second they notice, hey, Dad, oh, yeah, come on. And then energy changes. Can I have the screen? Can I have your phone? And you're just like, oh, man. What, what did you get yourself into? So you mentioned screen and phones, and this was another big wish. People wish that they uh, were better, I think, in two ways. One, they weren't on their phones as much, and B, they didn't rely on the screens to entertain their kids as much. So Mandy Max 123 says she can't stand the constant battle to balance her kids' screen time with creative time, right? So Mom and Barry get, and Mom and Barry and I both get frustrated about this because it's very easy to, if you're not feeling well or you're tired or you're busy, to throw them to a TV or let them right. play one of their educational games on one of their right. things. They just want that screen time. And it's the easiest thing to get yourself a break. Um, but especially when they're not at school and you're responsible for structuring their free time and their play time and stuff, striking that balance is hard. I know that you guys are super active and, and your wife takes the kids everywhere. So you probably don't have as much of a problem with this. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no, we do. Because, you know, what's amazing is in this last few, I was going to say last few weeks, last few months of staying at home all together yeah. and not being able to do, or not doing, I shouldn't say be able, but just not doing the schedule and being at the pace oh, that we yeah. were at has really transformed, uh, in many ways, kind of, like level set our dynamic in the family and it was uh hard and then it got good and then it got like and now it's like okay we're over it like let's we need to go somewhere and do something yeah, like, yeah we need a break oh, this is this is good yeah so too much of a good thing maybe. but you don't lean on screen time though to your credit we, right? no 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 dude we're screening it up what well, everyone's getting green time out the ass. It's raining screen time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone at one time, my daughter asked me for a cup of water. I was like, "Just go on your screen." She's like, "No, no, no. I need some water." And I was like, "Doesn't matter. <laughs> just get log onto Minecraft, play we'll two hours of Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and just forget about the water." So there were there were a handful more con- comments on this one, and but all of them um, address parents being on their screens too much, and that's certainly. Um, a problem that mom and Barry and I confront sometimes, especially me. Like I'm running it. I'm running an empire here, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm running an empire through my phone, you know, um, game don't sleep. What am I supposed to do? Is yeah, that a phrase? Well, probably not, Mike. Uh, <laughs> probably not. The game so. don't sleep. Did I make that up? Yeah. Just the players who are really tired. Yeah. I'm sleep. really tired, which is why I'm not playing with my kids. Come oh, yeah. Exactly. Damn slack. It's funny because I wrote that in all caps under uh, Tater Katie. She wrote, I never feel like I play with my kid enough, even though I play with him a lot. And under, in all caps under that, I put, cut selves some slack. Because I want parents to cut themselves some slack. Guess what? Odds are your kid's not going to be a uh, couch potato his whole life. He's not going to have his mind brainwashed. Um, I, I take that one back. There's a very good chance that his mind is already brainwashed, and so is ours <laughs> and yours. But he's like... He's not going to be the kid that like shoots up a school because he played too much Need for Speed. That's the game I'm playing that I can't race my son on. Yeah. Very frustrating. I played it once. I'll probably never play it again. But I think we, we the same way that you said our parents were just like, yeah, go off and play. And they didn't worry too much about engaging us too much. We worry about it so much right. that we put like we overemphasize the yeah. value that we have in our kids' development, too, I think. Exactly. And then what's ha- And so this is 
an interesting, I think, paradigm shift, obviously, that we're going through where we're trying to give, we collectively feel like we want to give our kids everything and all the opportunities and maybe things that we never had or maybe the things exactly as we had it. But at the end of the day, it's just it's it's so much and it's overwhelming. And especially as we talked about, if you don't have a support system, i.e. you're not living with your family or your yeah, family's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. right there and they don't take the kid for like a day or two days or whatever it might be, like hours a day. Um, you know, it's just like too much of a good thing, which as we all know, is brutal. I think it, for both sides. I think yeah. there can be too much from the kid side. There can be too much parent involvement. And the kid that starts to rely on the parent for entertainment totally. and activity and all that stuff. When I was a kid, my well, that's where I was most of the time. Exactly. And that's sort of what I'm saying about this. You know, we roll to the park and immediately it's like, okay, dad, you have to chase me and I have to do this. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, my guys, God. no, no, no. You yeah. just go, you chase each other. Why do I have to be involved? In this? I want to relax. Yeah. I brought my phone and my laptop and this desktop, which I'm going to plug in to this you know, outlet over here, which I specifically am setting up next to. You know what I hate? When you happen to take your kid to the playground, the one time you do it, and I know you do it a lot, but when I was unemployed last summer, I took my toddler one day, and um, some other kid who's out there bored around the same age decides to get involved, and then all of a sudden, I'm like playing tag or monster with like this random kid, and then when I want to leave, I'm feeling bad, like, has this kid got no one, nothing to do, and all this stuff? Very yeah. annoying. So you end up taking the kid home and then raising with yeah, your own. Yeah, eventually. That's the, youngest. That's the toddler. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Nice. Um, another, another playground child adoption, which so is totally the way. It is. It, look, I think I'm doing a good thing. You are. So a couple of people mentioned uh, ADHD, which obviously hits close to home for me. So Shan Boo Boo said she wished she was better at understanding her son's ADHD. Um, and Char Blin, B-L-Y-N, says, I can't seem to find the appropriate line of being too hard versus hard enough with my son or not hard enough with my son with ADHD. And I feel that one million percent because you can't always not only can you not tell the line between am I disciplining too much or not enough? Like, can I somehow and I think it's part of a partially a fallacy to be like, I can discipline the ADHD out of him. But the problem is it's hard to find the line between what are the ADHD behaviors and what are the typical annoying kid behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, not only controlling yourself, but also reading up and learning as much as you can about like the symptoms and that stuff, I think, goes a long way. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Like, no. I'm not think I'm going to read anything. You're no, crazy. No, no. Here's what you do. It's really simple. In the middle of an argument, you say, is this the ADHD? Out! Get out, you ADHD! Yeah. And then yeah. you look at your kid. Yeah. The power <laughs> then, of Christ compels you. All you do is you simply blow air onto him. Like, uh, you hold a Bible up the way Trump did. That's like correct. The Bible, let alone a, yep. a, a book, let alone the Bible before. And you just stand there, and then you immediately just blow air on him. And you say, out! There you go. Done. Yeah. Problem solved. I'm going to do that tomorrow. There you go. I'll report back next week. Um, and there are a few random comments. Diva Shish 22 says she wishes they would have sleep trained. I'm a big proponent of sleep training. Yeah. Um, it makes a big difference in your kids' in your kids' uh, life. I don't think it damages them, obviously, depending on how you do it. If you're, like, putting them in a lecture mask and waterboarding them to go to sleep, it's problematic, right? That's not what you did. That's the no. Ferber method. Yeah, exactly. Jan Marie says, "I need to start brushing their teeth in the morning instead of just at night." 
She has a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Teeth brushing is hell. Yeah. Reminding them, getting them to do it, checking to see if they've done it even partially well, which they never do. They're terrible at it. First of all, don't, first of all, this is something you don't have to be too hard on yourself with. Guess what? All these teeth, they're falling out anyway. So do your own thing. But then, but you just want to get them into that. You want to get them into that routine. By the way, um, you know, so what was it like back in the olden days? It was all like, you know, whale teeth and stuff that we were walking around with. Like George right? Washington, wood yeah. teeth. Whale teeth? You know how big yeah. a whale oh. tooth would be? What did I, we we uh, watched the planet Earth in the morning. The kids, like whenever they want to watch. Oh, whale teeth? Yeah. So I, the only piece of parenting that I was able to summon because I was like, screens are going to happen. I, I just, yeah. and the only way that actually the kids can tell a weekday or a school day from a weekend is the shows that they can watch because they're watching them. Yeah, a lot. you know, so, this, morning, yeah. so they, we, they were watching like Planet Earth, right? They had to watch, and they're like, oh God, this is the worst. But then um, it came out that uh, apparently uh, dentures were made from tusks of whales, elephant seals, or whale seals, or whatever. Have they're you called. seen the film Tusk? No, Mike, I haven't. Tell me With about the it. the kid from the Apple commercials. Remember those old commercials? Not Apple. Uh, I Justin, Justin Long. Justin Long. I knew it was Justin something. He's apparently from Connecticut. I saw him on the Metro North once. Um, so it's. I haven't seen the movie, but I've never been more confident in saying that a movie is terrible. It's about a dude. It's Kevin Smith, first of all, who's the the worst. That's my John Ralphio voice. Um it's about a dude who gets kid. He's like a journalist, and he goes out to like a secluded mansion in like northern Canada or something. And then the guy paralyzes him and um, fuses his body with that of a walrus. Oh, it's nice! A horror film. It's a when, horror when, film. when 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 did this come out? It's beautiful. I don't know. Five years ago. Okay. Four or five. Years. I don't know. Remember, I lost. I, I it's still in my wheelhouse since it was in the last two years. Which you yeah. Said, right, lost, right. 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 That's what incredibly I offensive. So yeah. the last one I wanted to mention was Christy Witt says she was wishes she was better at routines and consistency. I'm long on record as saying that I think consistency is the hardest and most essential part of being a parent. No matter what you do, if you can do the same thing all the time, you just the kids grasp it and understand it in a way. And like, I'm just all over the place with everything. Sometimes I, I mean, I yell most of the time and then sometimes I don't. We have dinner this time, but then that time, and then there's like no consistency in anything. You can sometimes I withhold screen time, sometimes I give them too much. Like it's just I'm all over the place. Like they're never going to be able to get a read on me, which I don't think is an effective way to inspire discipline. It's a good way to keep them on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But uh, it puts everyone on edge. And I do think being consistent and setting consistent routines is really important. I just find it incredibly difficult. Well, also, I think it's something you actually. It's interesting that you just mentioned this. Our la- our previous episode of of what do we want for our kids, where yeah. it was sort of we talked about this about keeping them. You know, uh, one of my goals is not this traditional like you know, getting a job, do this and do that, because essentially it's like go 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 to a good school. It's like because yeah. all of that is changing now, right? Like, what is a good Very school? Fluid. To be honest with you, what is a good school, especially in this. In the United Success States right is vague now. these days, or the American it, dream, such it, as it is, we it, talked about, it, is a vague it, proposition. Especially right now, and ultimately, I think what we want is, or what I would like, is my kids to be able to adjust to change correctly, be 
like empathetic, right? So instead of having a high IQ, having a high EQ and being able to look, intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. Being able to look, I think we have a real empathy problem um, right well, now. Obviously, yeah. And and I think, and I, I quite honestly, the empathy problem, it goes beyond, it, it's definitely part of the institutional racism that we're facing that has been it's a huge part of it. But then, but there's other stuff, right? Like all the other things that have happened. I think, quite honestly, people are just, they are absolutely pissed with all of this completely selfish, aggressive behavior that has happened. Um, you know, and quite honestly, like if you look at some of these police videos, you know, they're just, it's indiscriminate who they're attacking. I mean, it's yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're far more up and ready to it, go like it's like sports exactly stuff. exactly and you know you just look at some of these videos and there's just a, it's so awful and it's the worst of humanity it's like how can we at least try and teach our kids um more screen time i think more screen time i think is a good start <laughs> i think loading them up with um cinnamon toast crunch i'm pretty sure cinnamon toast crunch and uh and and <laughs> roblox and tiktok this is the answer we need folks let's go so I do want to agree with you when you said that the solution to all of parenting is more screen time. Um, <laughs> I recently got HBO Max um, and Enemy Mine, um, the oh, classic God. film we used to reference early in the run of the podcast, is on there. I would yeah. highly recommend it, not because it's good. It's really kind of a bizarre movie and not very good. Um, but just to see how good my, my Lou Gossett Jr. Uh, alien voice is. I don't even remember what it sounds like now. <laughs> it's really oh my good. God. Just when I thought you were over minutes, it. It's Enemy Mind. Dennis Quaid, okay. Louis Gossett Jr. It's just... Mm, chef's kiss. There it is. I did want to say that the last thing, um, everybody has a lot of stuff they want to get better at. But the range of that stuff, like there is so much we're supposed to do as parents. Feed the kids. Mm. clothe the kids, all that stuff, oh, right? Occupy their time, right? More and more these days. Teach them how to be good humans. Teach them all this stuff. Like Occupy Wall stuff. Street. Occupy Wall Street. Come on. Get rid of the designated hitter if we can get the votes. Yeah. Um, I actually like the designated hitter. Um, just saying, parenting's a tough... <laughs> you know what? Parenting's a tough gig, man. It's parenting's hard. Gig. And I, I feel like we, we're, we've... We're making it. I mean, look, we know more. There's a lot of information out there. I think we're over. I think I, I am personally, you know, I overthink it. I over try and uh, over parent, I think, in some cases. And it just comes out as like just kind of aggro. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just no, like, I agree. Yeah. Just a constant little like just but shelf of aggro. So I don't know. Because we care more. It is because we care. And it, they just, we care that they brush their teeth. And go to bed. But okay. you told them not to worry about the teeth. Oh, no, you told me. We can't tell them. Yeah, yeah. No, Never let them know. Mike, come on. No, no. <laughs> like I said, it's all fair and justice, but then once it comes bedtime, it's just, it's like a yeah, Stalin. Yeah. All bets are off. It's yeah, a Thunderdome. Yep, exactly. All right, so uh, um, if you enjoyed that episode, or even if you didn't, you can go and uh, listen on Apple, Spotify, everywhere else, and subscribe to our future episodes and our past ones, where we talk a lot about a lot of the stuff we brought up, especially a lot of uh, enemy mind talk early on in the run of the show. If you want to catch those gems, um, you can uh, give us a review. 
can always use reviews on Apple. And if you want to throw us some money, we got a Patreon and stuff. Um, but mostly we just want people to hear us because we're bringing a lot to the table, I think. We really of- are bringing a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately, right. we're leaving a lot of dishes on the table. But yeah, when we bring it, we just kind of just we set it up. We make tacos tonight, but when we make tacos, it's those crappy, like, from the box Ortega tacos. I bet you when you do it, it's like, oh, the hand-rolled stuff, your damn oh. wife. Oh. oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, we we roll Ortega big time. That's one thing I need to get better at is um, cooking. And that has nothing to do with my kids. I just wish I was better at it. All right, Mike. Well, there's always next week. Oh, and if you don't recognize the movie I mentioned at the top, hit me up. Okay. It's Thanks. A special everyone. quote. It was a special quote. I we'll know. see if anybody notices it. There's no uh, way anybody's still listening. See you next time. <laughs>